Hello and welcome to Baylor Connections, a conversation series with the people shaping our future. Each week we go in depth with Baylor leaders, professors, and more discussing important topics in higher education, research, and student life. I'm Derek Smith and today we are visiting with Baylor's student body president, Nick Madensia. Nick Madensia is a senior from the Woodlands. He's been in student government since 2021 with roles including student senator and external vice president before assuming the role as president this school year. A double major in economics and finance, Madden C is a leading young entrepreneur focused in the drone industry. And of course, in this role here at Baylor, he's able to be a part of a lot of exciting things with a lot of very interesting people, I'm sure. Uh, Nick, thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. Absolutely. It's a joy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. We're glad to have you here and dive into the role of student body president, things uh, you and your colleagues are working on, the uh, the role of student government. Um, I, I'm curious as, as we dive in. I know as student body president, you have a whole lot of things things on your plate and some fun things on your plate as well. But to what extent do those pull you out of the normal rhythms of being a college student? Uh, how uh, often do you feel like, okay, I, I am a normal college student with all the normal college things? What does that look like to you? Yeah, no, that's a great question. You know, part of the fun of this job is that you are constantly vacillating between being one of our 15,213 undergraduate students and then being the voice for and representative of these students as a whole body. So it's been Quite a joy to be able to do that this year and uh, kind of compare it to imagine if there's two lawns and you're constantly jumping between them quite literally within minutes of each other. And that's uh, something I've been experiencing this week. Uh, just yesterday, I had to uh, miss class to participate in a strategic planning group and figure out what Baylor is going to do for the next five years. And it's been a joy to be on that and be able to be a voice for our undergraduate student body. Um, just for the record, I did not skip class. It was an excused mm -hmm. university absence. Just in case the provost is uh, listening, I was excused. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's been a joy to be able to do that and be able to kind of jump between these two parts of campus. Now, do you ever have to find yourself to put you on the spot? Do you ever Are you ever at a, an official event you have to be at in the back of your mind? You're thinking, oh, I've got this assignment due tomorrow. When I get home, I'm going to have to do this. Or, oh, shoot, did I remember to do this? Yeah, it happens at least once a week, especially yeah. last week. We had the Regents on campus. It was a joy to be able to present to them. But I uh, was definitely thinking about a, a really tough economics test I have sure. uh, tomorrow. So wish me luck. All right. Good luck to that. Yes, as we visit with Nick Madden, CIA Baylor student body president. Uh, you mentioned the Regents meeting, the strategic planning. Where are some places, if we were to look at your calendar, we might find you in a given week? Yeah, well, it's a joy to be able to, to be in this job, especially this year. As you know, it's a really unique year to be a student at Baylor University, especially to be a student leader, you know, between the arrival of, uh, you know, Indian Bell and the, the new facilities that we have opening. Um, you'd probably see me uh, on campus in a couple different ways, both internally in student government and externally to student government. So um, first and foremost, you would see me working with our student government leaders. We have 92 this year that have uh, either been sworn in or been elected to our student government. Um, so you'd see me working with them and working through issues on behalf of the student body. And then externally to student government, you would see me doing things on campus like meeting with the Board of Regents, which is a privilege that the student body president has once a quarter. You would see me working with a strategic planning group, which, as uh, I'm sure many of your listeners are aware, is writing the next five-year plan for our university. It's quite a privilege to be the only undergraduate student who is on that, on that group, um, alongside many of the really prominent people on this campus, the provost, chief of staff to the president, and a lot of really notable professors who are doing some world-class research. And then you'd also see me out in the, the Baylor family talking to community members, learning about events and what's going on in their lives and just getting to know them. And it's a joy to be able to do that. Uh, even yesterday at Career Fair, we had over 140 employers on campus wow. and it was great to talk with students and talk with the director of the Career Center and learning about 
hey, how are people feeling about getting jobs? Um, you know, like many people on this campus, I graduate in three months, and I'm thinking about, hey, what comes next? And uh, it's a joy to be able to walk through kind of some of those uh, trials and tribulations and challenges with our students. Visiting with Nick Madden-Sia, and Nick, you mentioned you say 92 uh, student leaders in student government. T- take us inside student government a little bit. How, how would you describe the, the mission of it and its role here at Baylor? Yeah, so within our student government, we have three co-equal branches. We're organized just like the United States federal government, where we have our legislative branch, which is our student senate. We have our executive branch, which is uh, our office, the student vice president, and then our external vice president, who's kind of our chief ambassador. And then we also have our uh, student court and our electoral commissioner. So our student court actually has quite a bit of power, and my personal opinion is they're uh, really undervalued on campus. Not only can they hear parking ticket citation appeals, they can also hear issues about Greek life and things that students just generally feel like was done in an unfair way. Um, so within that, you know, it's a joy to be able to work through problems for our student body on the weekly basis. If you were to take a look inside student government every week, what you would see is um, really complex problem solving. And when we look back at the history of uh, Baylor University, we see that student government is typically the ones leading the charge uh, on behalf of our students. For example, in 2015, we made the effort to transform Fountain Mall into the center of gravity for campus life. Prior to that, uh, the fountain there was just a bunch of rubble and rocks and stuff that wasn't all that pretty to look at. Uh, Also in uh, 1985, we began a Davis service that today is known as Stepping Out. That was actually started by our student body president back then, who maybe uh, people have heard about. His name is Ken Paxton. He's the attorney general of the state of Texas. And most notably, in 1964, we voted to desegregate the student body, beginning a conversation about justice and wow. our Christian mission that continues to this day. So whenever we look back at the history of Baylor, we see student government is out front, voicing the opinions of students and acting in a way that is seeking justice for our student body and seeking to improve the quality of student life. So, so take us inside a little what, what that looks like, if you, you will. You think about priorities, you think about identifying priorities and then trying to make things happen. What, what's, the, what's it look like kind of getting your hands dirty with your, your, your fellow students and all that? Yeah, so I've been involved in student government for three years now. I started off as a student center in our legislative branch and then moved over to our executive branch. Um, as external vice president last school year, and this year I have the joy of serving as student body president. So this year we've really been focusing on doubling down on a project that we started as uh, external vice president last year, and that is the student government airport shuttle. Um, So as many people are are aware, getting the airport is not easy. Um, Right now students are either going to Austin, Bergstrom, or DFW International. They're both approximately 120 miles away from us and, and about equidistant. Um, And what students are doing right now is they're either kind of begging for rides from friends or they're taking really expensive Ubers. Uh, On average, an Uber costs about $150. So last year we set out to solve this issue. Um, We started the student government airport shuttle with a charter bus that can hold 55 students at any given time. And uh, originally we charged $20. This year we had to raise that to $25 just to account for a rise in the uh, cost. Still still pretty reasonable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, still much cheaper than $150. Yeah. And uh, this year we did three successful trips. We did one for Thanksgiving and then two for Christmas and in total transported 165 students, um, generating a revenue of uh, just over $4,000, but saving the Baylor family over $20,000, 20625 to be exact. So I imagine a lot of that, you're, you're talking to your fellow students, you're just kind of listening to what they say and listening for, for ideas that, that kind of rise to the top. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and really listening to the issues of students and that's part of our leadership philosophy in student government is being close to the people we want to serve 
and being in community with them. And I think that's one of the things that makes student government really unique is when you look at something like, let's say, the United States presidency, right? We'll swing for the fences here. Mm-hmm. Um, the president of the United States is not necessarily living in community with the people he or she is serving. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily close to them. They're, they're very isolated. And here at, at, at Baylor, in our student government, we have the joy of being able to be in community with the people that we're serving and getting to hear their issues in a one-on-one, very organic way. Um, and another issue we heard um, kind of uh, going into this year was the issue of potholes on campus. So that's one of the things our cabinet did was to do a campus-wide survey of all the potholes and sidewalk issues and Americans with Disability Act-related issues. And, and in total, we found over 770 issues on campus related to that. And we've turned that data over to the uh, Hardscaping Master Plan Committee and Facilities and also shared it with the regents last week. So, so how does it uh, work when you identify something? Now, I'm sure there's some things you all have the the ability to just act on, and there's others you have to take to different areas of campus, like the Board of Regents or whatever. What, what's it look like getting this info to, to the right places and people on campus and working with them to, to, to bring it about? Yeah, it's a lot like what I would imagine being like an air traffic controller to be like, because mm-hmm. sometimes uh, you're looking at the airspace and you're saying, cool, this is clear, we can bring that airplane right into the to the runway. Other times you're having to work through different issues with traffic and uh, making sure that no one bumps into each other. So it really depends on the nature of the issue. Um, overall though, one of the um, really unique abilities of our student government is to have access to leaders on campus. Uh, leaders such as Dr. Kevin Jackson um, and, and different members of the President's Council. So first and foremost going to them and, and looking at how do we partner with you to solve these issues that we're experiencing. And um, once we engage in that conversation looking at who are the right people for us to talk to about this on campus? So yeah, you got the access. You get to work together and make it make it happen. Visiting with Nick Madensia, student body president at Baylor, a senior uh, senior economics and finance major. And Nick, let's talk about the the students that you get to to serve with in student government. Of course, you you've been at all different levels, and you, you've got to see people kind of climbing the ranks over the years. What what have you enjoyed? What's unique about serving with this group? What do you love about serving with this group? Yeah, well, I think there is a predilection of uh, people who hear government and they just assume, oh, it's stuffy, boring, kind of nerdy. But people in student government are actually really creative Mm -hmm. and very passionate and very energetic about creating the campus that we want to see. For example, another person right now in our student government and our student senate is working on bringing water fountains to a campus, uh, part of campus that's outdated and a little bit older and really does need some some, uh, TLC. So you get people who are really passionate about wanting to see Baylor be better. And then you have all of that with the backdrop of, uh, as students, we're only here for so long. And only 3% of our student body chooses to stay in Waco after they graduate. So uh, when you discount all of those things and you consider the amount of time that we're actually in student government, it's really not long at all, usually less than a year um, for one single term as student body president, external vice president, student senator, or whatever. So it's a really intense thing. It's a very energetic thing. It's really a push to get things done, but it's a joyful thing to be able to be a part of. Take us inside some of the meetings. What are your favorite parts of those uh, interactions where you're debating or talking or planning? What's that like? Yeah, I think it's so interesting because in student government, uh, we get to see some of the purest parts of what politics should be, which is talking through issues in um, in a very straightforward way and having that heart of service and that focus on service 
And I would go so far as to say that I think the uh, federal government could learn a lot from our student government in terms mm-hmm. of how we serve and love our students and love those who really elected us and put us in this position. That's great. Visiting with Nick Madden, Sia. And let me ask you, Nick, why was, uh, why was student government the right fit for you? When did you first start thinking that was something you wanted to do? Yeah, so my background is as an entrepreneur in the drone industry. So really um, started to get interested in government as a drone entrepreneur because uh, drones had a very uh, Wild Westy feel to them uh, when I was getting started back in 2016. Very similar to NIL today where there was a lot of legislation that was kind of up and coming, but people didn't really know the rules. And it was very much, um, hey, we're going to just go and do this, and we don't know what regulators are going to say about it. So it was really interesting to see that, and that's kind of what started to tip me off towards a life of government service and public policy. And then when I got here to Baylor, I actually applied for the position of student regent. And uh, the bad news is I got rejected from that, but the good news is that God had a much better plan, and that was me being involved in student government. Well, okay, so you mentioned you were, you've been a drone entrepreneur uh, going back to 2016. So I think if people are doing the math in their head, they might think, you know, were you about uh, 13 or 14 years old when you uh, started doing so, so tell us about your path to Baylor. Yeah, my, my path to Baylor is uh, pretty non-traditional. So I'm 26 right now. I'm a non-traditional student and a transfer student as well. And, and to my knowledge, the first student body president who's been either one of those things. So I um, graduated from high school in 2016 and actually decided to co-found a drone company uh, right after graduation, and our goal was to teach people how to fly small drones like what you would see on the shelf of Best Buy inside of a flight museum in Southeast Houston in a big, big hangar. So it was a joy to be able to do that. It really taught me a lot about people and business and politics and um, project management and things of that nature. A lot of skills that translated directly to uh, student government and this life of politics and, and, and public service that I'm pursuing. So you started the business right out of high school. Was college a part of that right off the bat, or did you p- delay that intentionally? What did that look like for you? Yeah, so originally I told my mom, I'm a son of a single mother, I said, I'm just going to take one year off and we're going to see how this goes. And then one year turned into four. Mm-hmm. And um, along the way, converted from atheism to Christianity. And the great irony of this was that when I was a senior in high school and I was an atheist, I actually came to Baylor, I got accepted here, and I said, man, I'm never going to go to school with all these crazy Christian people. <laughs> There's no way. This, none of this makes sense. Everyone's got so much joy. Everyone's so happy. I'm never coming here. <laughs> and uh, you know, here I am many years later as student body president, as a, as a Christian, as one of those joyful people. And it's been such a pleasure. And, and God is so good and faithful through that. Well, I imagine, you know, that, that we, I imagine we could take a whole other minute. It's probably unpacking, packing that story. Yeah, it's pretty unconventional. Uh, make a long story short, uh, just became best friends with a pastor and uh, came to a church and uh, had my, my catharsis right there and was like, man, I'm home. That's great. That's great. Well, we're certainly glad to have you here as we visit with Nick Madden, Sia. Um, so you, you, you came to Baylor and you've already got this business going. Was economics and finance uh, always what you were thinking when you were looking at college? Yeah, certainly business. Um, I come from a business family. My uncle's an entrepreneur in England. Um, so that was always on my mind, and uh, I really wasn't sure kind of what flavor of business, but really fell in love with uh, economics and finance. I, I tell people all the time, I study money and assets. Uh, you know, saying I'm a double major in economics and finance is just a fancy way of saying that. And drones, you obviously, I'm, I'm assuming they started as maybe a hobby somewhere along the way for you. What is it that fascinates uh, you about them and makes you want to really kind of invest in that area? Yeah, so I was blessed to be able to start taking flying lessons in a four-seat aircraft, a Cessna 172 Mike model, when I was 12 years old, and have had a lifelong love of aviation. And then when drones really started to come online uh, in the mid-2010s, 2016, uh, on forward, 
uh, was like, wow, this is really an incredible technology that is really going to democratize access to airspace. Because at that time, I was looking at it through the lens of a student pilot of, mm-hmm. man, there's so much I had to do to become a student pilot. I had to go through a Department of Homeland Security background check. I had to go through a medical clearance to make sure I was physically fit to fly. I had to uh, learn you know, things in a 300-page book and become kind of this quasi-airspace lawyer. I had to learn a lot about engineering and how airplanes work and the various systems on the aircraft. And then it was like, boom, drones are here and you can just go to Best Buy with $1,000 and walk out and then uh, fly that and access our national airspace system in a matter of hours. Mm -hmm. So that was really what got me interested in it was that ability to democratize the asset of airspace. Mm So you started this business, you know, as you mentioned, you're a transfer student, non-traditional student at age 26, a few years older than a few of the, than most of the students you're, you're serving with. So how do these different threads uh, inform, you know, you in this role as student body president? What, what do you think is different about how you're able to approach it than maybe if you had been a 21, 22-year-old in a traditional setting? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, many of my, my peers are deeply talented, and um, it's been a joy to be able to step into this because I take nothing for granted. Uh, you know, as someone who started a company that eventually grew to about five people, um, I understand what it's like to start from really the baseline with absolutely nothing, no direction, no mentorship, uh, very little money, very little resources and assets, to be able to grow that into um, into something from there. And so I think stepping into this role, it's been a joy to see all the resources that Baylor pours into our students. And I certainly don't take any single one of those for granted. Um, We have such an abundance of blessings on this campus and great people and people who are really strong in their faith and truly want to see our student body um, grow and grow in their walk with the Lord and also grow as professionals and as students and and as um, people who are seeking an education. Talking with Nick Madden, see you, Nick. So you've had uh, leadership experience uh, as an entrepreneur. What are some other areas? What is, are there other areas that tie in to this idea of uh, politics and student leadership? Um, yeah, certainly, you know, through economics and finance, I've learned a lot about that and learning a lot about things like, uh, you know, if you tax a company, consumers are always going to end up paying that tax. No matter how you format it, you know, companies will always pass forward their expenses to their customer base and, and thus to you and I. Um, so learning things like that has been great, and just being involved on campus and seeing the incredible diversity and the beauty that arises from that diversity has been a, a really informative experience for me as well. And do you have some external political experience as well? I do. Yeah. Last summer, I had the uh, pleasure of interning for a presidential campaign out of North Florida, and then prior to that, actually uh, interned in the United States Capitol um, for the man who is currently the second highest ranking member of the House of Representatives right now. Well, well, as you look ahead here to the end of this year and then really beyond, what are some things that are most exciting to you as you think about what's on the horizon here at Baylor? Yeah, I think we don't realize how unique Baylor is. Um, two weekends ago, I had the pleasure of going up to Yale to go visit a longtime friend of mine. And it was really interesting going there because, you know, in, in all honesty, I applied to Yale when I was looking at going to colleges. I uh, got rejected. Thank God I did. I love <laughs> Baylor. Um, and it was so interesting to see what campus was like there. Because when you go to Yale, um, you know, Yale was founded in the early 1700s, even before our country was founded. So you have all these really old buildings, beautiful concrete, wrought iron, um, just great design. And then, you know, on the sidewalks, you have red graffiti spray painted on the sidewalk. And you can just feel the heaviness of that and the, the darkness of that place. And then you come back to Baylor and it's light and you can feel it. And people love each other and there's joy here. And I think that we don't realize how unique that is to have at Baylor and to have in an educational institution. So what really excites me is that I think as the world continues to grow and 
evolve, that Baylor is going to remain a light in a world and in an industry where it's desperately needed. As President Livingstone said uh, in her inaugural address, the world needs a Baylor. And what's going to be next for you once you once you graduate? Yeah, I'm excited to share that I have uh, accepted a position with Lockheed Martin up in Fort Worth. So I will be working on sustainment for the F-35 program, working with um, uh, the United States of America, our three end customers, the Navy, Marine Corps, and the United States Air Force, and also our NATO partners to keep the most advanced aircraft flying uh, that has ever been produced. That's the F-35 Lightning. So really excited to be working for that. Well, congratulations to you on that. That's that's very exciting. Yeah, and uh, and finally, one, one little closing question for you. If you are giving advice to someone who wants to be the next student body president, what are what are just two or three little bullet point things you would tell them? Or if there's a student who's thinking about coming to Baylor and wants to be involved in student government, what would you tell them they need to be to do or be ready for? Yeah, no, I appreciate that question. One of the joys of social media is I've had a couple people reach out to me mm-hmm. with that, that exact same inquiry. So what I would say first and foremost is uh, focus on service. Um, bad things happen when you combine uh, political positions with purely selfish ambition. And focus on the people around you. Focus on how you can serve them and love them and really dig into your Christian faith. Dig into what it means to love your neighbor as yourself and then hear their issues. And um, they may not be cool. They may not be flashy. You know, the pothole survey is probably not going to end up on the cover of a magazine anytime soon. It's not going to make it to the next edition of the Baylor Magazine. <laughs> Baylor Magazine cover story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would love that. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, it's probably not going to end up on the cover of the Baylor Magazine anytime soon. But it was such a, um, a great work for our student bodies to really concentrate on areas of service like that where people may have overlooked it. People may have forgotten about it and um, or just, you know, put their attention elsewhere. So I would say that. I would say just really um, invest in the relationships around you and hear the wisdom of those uh, here at Baylor who have been here for many years and really know how this goes. And I'm, I'm blessed to have Dr. Jackson as a mentor and friend through this time. And, uh, you know, if we achieve anything successful this year, it's because of his wisdom That's and the wisdom good. of many others. Absolutely. Well, really good stuff. Well, Nick, really appreciate you taking the time to share, taking us inside student government and helping us see all the great work that you and your colleagues are doing. Thanks for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Nick Maddensia, student body president at Baylor, our guest today on Baylor Connections. I'm Derek Smith. A reminder, you can hear this and other programs online at connections.web.baylor.edu, and you can subscribe to the program on iTunes. Thanks for joining us here on Baylor Connections. Sick and Bears.